there is no history since historian corporate evidence that survived, the record is likely to be incomplete or biased. What about the evidence that did not survive? How complete is the story that we do? Those who witness record events that did not likely be fully disinterested. Don't evidence created by someone who witnessed the event. Please note that different people who witness the same event may see and recall different experiences, primary sources of the stuff of history. Most remain unpublished and some are stayed in collections of distant places. Some primary sources in government agencies are Oh, cool, wait, 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 was that podcast the one about the, uh, what was it, uh, primary source material held by individuals and corporations that may be And hey, hey, what are you two doing over there? Hey, hey, hey! Pay attention, we're talking about many intriguing things, and remember that listener discretion is advised. And movie review. I'm your host Zan, and this is your co-host Deke. Hey guys, how you doing today? Pretty good, we're hoping. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I know that. <laughs> yes, we just well, as you can tell, we're listening to some kick-ass music by well, some kick-ass kids. <laughs> kick-ass kids. How is that possible? Well, we'll get into that in a bit. Now, for those who don't know, we're listening for the first time. Welcome to the asylum. I'm your currently insane host, Zan, and. I am the curator of the Spirekin Manga Review slash Spirekin Movie Review website, www.spirekin.com, where we talk about kinetically enhanced narratives, specifically movies and or manga. Now, some of you are wondering, wait, how come you're not talking about anime? Well, we do, but we prefer to focus on movies because we're a little different than all the other fucking podcasts. Because you also have plenty of other friends who don't know that much about manga and anime, and 
know a ton about movies and you just want to record and do these fun things. Exactly. And what our job is, we're to make sure that you don't go to the movies and you see a, a big poster, a shiny poster, with your favorite action star in a really awesome scene. And then you go and see the movie and the movie is complete and utter. Exactly. <laughs> we want to make sure that you do not fall to the praise of shiny covers, interesting reviews by generic guy A from this periodical saying, this movie gets 15 thumbs up. Because I have freak hands. No, so, yeah. We don't want you to sit, be sitting in the movie or, you know, after you go on one of your DVD shopping binges that we all <laughs> managed to go on somehow. And um, in, midway through the movie, you realize that you weren't staring at the, uh, the description of the words of the, on the back of the box, or you were just too busy looking at the glitter on the, on the cover of the DVD. And now you're fucked, and you're stuck with this steaming pile of shit. Yes, yeah, so if you listen to us, we'll give you some information. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but I've heard we're a little entertaining and potentially psychotic. But uh, Absolutely co- psychotic, and it's a possibility that we may be slightly slight entertaining. Yes. Uh, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com with your comments, concerns, flames, or whatnot. Or if you want to send us personal emails, you can email deke at... deke.spirekin at gmail.com. Or me at zan at spirekin.com. Yes, eventually I'm going to buy more and spirekin.com, so it'll be a little bit easier. But for right now, just send your letters and general... Well... Fan mail, hopefully. No, no flames. Well, you can flame. I get lonely sometimes. If, if you want to be flamed, you can actually write it on our forum, spirekin.darkbb.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. We will play it on air. Oh, and I, I see Big Rick came back. Yes, Big Rick finally <laughs> fucking came back. It's a miracle! <laughs> what do you say? He's like, he's like, hey man, you should review David Does Dallas, because I like to listen to you and touch myself. I was like, holy shit, he came back. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, he hasn't even said where he's been. He's just like, I came back. I was in a coma for a week. I went to a coma after trying some self-asphyxiation to Dolores Claiborne. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, well that, that's for a future episode. Unfortunately, that's a shame you're not going to be on that episode, man. It, I don't know. Well, you're pre you're pre gaming for the for oh, well, Thanksgiving, so yeah. yeah. But maybe we can get you, I can get my phone working, and then you can be a part of it via the we phone. We can magically somehow edit through the through the movie making podcast techniques these days. Yes, and well, it'll be interesting either way. So either way, let's get into some other news now. Before we get into our review, we were on actually. I went to Best Buy, really, and I went in there. I went in there because I actually had my vehicle of conveyance, and I went to there to just look around and buy something, and I walk in, I'm like, what the fuck? They redesigned it. Really? It's all different now. It used to be... Wait, seriously? Yeah, the DVD section is literally three browsers. No, the, the entire DVD selection? Is three browsers. Oh my god. No, it's literally like you have the three browsers, and then I even remember how it used to be yeah. that... No, I remember it used to have, like, the whole middle of the store... Each, like, fucking Spaghetti Westerns had their own section. Fucking, f- fucking, uh, you know, 70s Experimental had its own section. And, like, just all these insane categories. Yes. Now, for those of you who don't know, Best Buy, there are four different styles of Best Buy stores. We had what's called a... I used to work for Best Buy a long time ago. So, in 
there are problems. I'm going to bitch with them no matter what. But th we had the typical, you know, the the guy who has money store. So it's a pretty big store. And you had seven browsers, shelves, really, of just DVDs. And now they said, we're going to take it to three. And instead of having it horizontally, we're going to have it vertically. So when you enter the store, you're going to look at one of the rows, then two more rows, and then that's it. I'm like, are you fucking serious? That's that's really it for, for DVDs? Really? Are you guys just saying, hey, we want you to shop online. We don't want you to buy your DVDs here anymore. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, so now... Part of the reason that you go to these places, or at least part of the reasons that you support local, like, small mom-and-pop shops, like your local comic book stores, um, is because you like to look at shit and be, you know... Whoa, that looks awesome. I want to buy it. That's what, that's how we are. That's what we do. Everybody should be like that, in my eyes. Yeah, and I don't want to have to go to expensive stores like your FYEs, which are insanely expensive, but they have the quality, as opposed to going to my local Best Buy looking for something, and they have nothing now. It's just literally the top 20 most recent movies. If I want to find John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, I don't want to have to go digging around and online or go to a garbage bin in um, I Walmart. I don't want to have to close out fucking 12 different pop-up ads because I was on freaking crazyeddies.net fucking website. No, I want to I want to browse with the shit in my hand and be like, okay, this looks cool. I want to buy it. What was that place in our mall? Uh, the, the old one. Oh, uh, the wall? Downstairs. Where, oh, uh, Suncoast. Suncoast. Another company I that used to work for. That was a good one. Yes, but that company went under because there were rumors of the management. Um, well, the senior CEOs were taking stuff. But anyway, there were rumors. They weren't. They were allegedly, not really. We don't have the data. I was literally, I quit. It's funny, I quit. Then a week later, closed. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you did work at Suncoast. That's right. I worked at Suncoast you for a while. You see, if, if that doesn't tell you anything, I have known Zan for many years now, and pretty much most of his jobs had to do with. Being around movies, music, video games, and etc. Now, that should tell you that this man has dedicated his life to bringing you such great quality information and entertainment. But that I know knowledge so, about crappy movies like Dennis the Menace. Hey, I love Dennis the Menace. Mark no, no the, re the second one. Garden hose. The second one. <laughs> the second one? Yes. Oh, God. The poorly made second one, which didn't have Walter Matthau, which is why it was sucked. Oh, it, it didn't have Walter Matthau, right? Nope. Had like Tim, uh, what's his name? Tim Conway or some shit. Yeah, who's, uh, fuck him. Dwarf? <laughs> no thanks. I don't know. Dwarf is dwarf. Dwarf <laughs> is a fucking dork. Anyway, so, either way, so besides that, Best Buy now looks like it's crappy. The game section is even small now. Really? It's so like, what the hell are they selling at this place? TVs! And refrigerators! And computers! And. We're gonna sell you TVs! And we're gonna sell you Blu ray players! But we're not going to carry anything so you can watch stuff off of them. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Good job, Best Buy, and FYE, I hate you with a lot of contempt for various reasons. I, 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 to, to be fair, I honestly have nothing bad to say about FYE right now because of the whole music business plummet. Um, I'm getting ridiculous CDs there, uh, used CDs. Normally they retail for like 18 bucks. I'm getting them for like 2.99 used. It's, I'm actually cleaning house on their music section. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to their... So, I don't think anyone noticed that the voice change is different, do you? No, I mean, it's not like we're recording this like two weeks later or anything like no, that. No, no, it's not like I accidentally...
turned off the mic and erased half the episode. It wasn't like I did that. No, 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 no. Oh, and it's not like we had these horribly grave looks on our face when we realized <laughs> said mistake. After like two and a half hours of recording, but hey, it's no problem. None of you guys noticed the difference? Yeah, it was like just a yes. time warp. With the magic of editing, all this stuff will magically be fixed and reappear. Yes. Although... <laughs> but, no, I was gonna say give us some give us some good time to to go back and think about things, but still, how bad was that? Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I literally was freaking out afterwards because we were like, "We're not time schedule. We're gonna do this fast. We're gonna do fuck." I know, like everything pulled together. Like I miraculously had off of work. I was there for the day, and like we were just doing the fucking thing. We we're on time constraints, and then it looked like we did it. Had time to kill, and no, it was gone. All that was gone. Yes, and I really was about to throw my computer across the room, like a Hoko, Zen Smash! And just... But then in the background, it'd be like, No, Zen, don't do it! <laughs> no, Zen, don't go crazy! You must maintain control! Do it for the forums! Marty! <laughs> wait, <Marty. laughs> wait, wrong movie. <laughs> no, I think Doc did, uh, did, did come out in his train, his uh, hovering locomotive, wh- whisked us away to the future... <laughs> Where we can now complete the, t- the podcast on time. Yes, not on time. We're still a little uh, late. Ridiculously late. But in advantage to you guys, I actually finished episode six. I'm going to release it. And what a wonderful episode it was. It was a great episode. Oh, yeah, because there's something new going down. <laughs> and actually, I got a bone to pick with you. Um, when you introduce the guy, the guard, brothers, there's something new going down. You're like, oh, this guy looks like Deke in 10 years. I'm like, oh, thanks, Sam. Thanks a lot, man. No, but really he looked awesome because he had the leather jacket, and I could see you rocking the leather jacket. Yes, yeah, so I could wear a leather a leather vest. It was a vest. It was nighttime and cold, and he wasn't a t-shirt and just a vest. But he, had he did the... have a crazy hippie beard. Which was but he had the boy. shotgun. And he's, yeah, I mean, he's chilling with a, a loaded shotgun <laughs> in the fucking middle of the alley. Yeah. But he yeah. survived. He did. He was fucking... He was shooting at cops later on in the scene. <laughs> oh, such a good movie. It's a shame that, that he lost his mind. Yeah, that guy lost his mind? Mm-hmm. The actor went crazy. I believe he's probably rocking back and forth in a closet somewhere, realizing his best days are behind him. Okay, so we're actually recording again. Yes. This is good. <laughs> okay, but either way... Either way. Now... We could do a bunch of other rants, including possibly talking about GoldenEye 007, which we actually had time for, but we'll do that afterwards. So, either way, now, because we there was a bunch of topics we had which made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, like, good stuff was lost forever, so we can't ever recapture that again. Yeah, so we're, as opposed to us reiterating and going back into it, let us get on with what we're supposed to do, because you're here to listen to us. Review something. Yes. Oh, review something? I totally forgot what movie we reviewed in the first place. Yes, it was pretty much a movie which came out a long time ago before many of you kids remembered podcasts or such things in 2003. Oh, whoa. That's like fucking ancient history, man. Oh my god, it is. It seems like a blink of an eye. Holy shit. But this movie was directed by Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater, yes. Uh, directed uh, Days and Confused and... Um, Waking Life, and he did uh, Scanner Darkly, that whole an- uh, animation, that crazy... He has a pretty thing. cool style of filming, and he's a pretty interesting. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty vast repertoire of films, actually, and this one is kind of a, almost like a departure. This is like a 
like a family movie. That he, he almost sold. Do. You could say he sold him and the most of the cast sold out for this, but I'd say that Joan Cusack she sold out years ago. Yeah, Joan Cusack has a family to feed, so she's gotta make ends meet. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, she's—I'd say she sold out in the the Robin Williams Robin Williams movie Toys. I like that movie. It was quirky. Well, we're gonna really get to that eventually. Originally, the one who now shall not be named the the Batman was gonna review that with me, but well, he has been well. We don't want to say fired, but uh, he was excommunicated. No, not excommunicated. He was. Uh, he was. Fucking sent out on a rail, baby. No, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, we we, we had him. We had him out on a rail. We sent him out of town on a rail. <laughs> we sent him on a rocket ship out to the moon <laughs> alone. Blasted him in the fucking deep space with face huggers and uh, and, yes. and gummy bears. No, no, not the no, gummy, no bears. gummy bears. No, I like the gummy bears. I would go after two. No, something disgusting. Uh, Circus uh, peanuts. Uh, yes, and, and and critters. Yeah, so hopefully he will be gone forever because we tried with him, but every episode he did was horrible. And the fact is that he started a little feud, so fuck him. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so fuck him. He doesn't listen to the podcast, right? So, what if he does, though? Well, then he doesn't. Know, we didn't say his name, so he doesn't. <laughs> he, he might not know who we're talking about. It's true. It's true. We haven't given any specifics of the altercation, have we? No, we haven't. So either way, this movie was paid for by Scott Everisano. But yeah, that's producer, right? Producer guy who pays for it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was right. And uh, Scott Rudin, who we don't know who the fuck he is. He's just yeah. a guy named Rudin. 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 <laughs> and it was written by Mike White. And Mike White is, if you see him, you'll know him. He's actually, he acts in most of his movies. Yeah, like, he's an actor. He's a, you know, the, that's what, he's kind of like us almost. He, he yeah. writes and he acts. And he actually movie. worked with the main character in a couple of movies, including Orange County. Which, ironically, we live in Orange County New York. Yes. But this takes place in Orange County. California. Two very different places. Very, very different. And yes. two different types of people live in each county. Exactly. And well, I think uh, Mike White and Jack Black are friends, which is pretty funny. It's Mike yes. White and Jack Black. It's like, you yeah. know. <laughs> yep. uh, black and white. He's black. He's white. <laughs> is he black or white? Um, <laughs> and since we spoiled it, yes, this movie is starring Jack Black and Mike White. And Joan Cusack and Sarah Silverman and that girl who plays iCarly, whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, the the, the Nickelodeon whore. Uh, I'll look it up because she deserves some sort of credit because she's not that bad. Miranda Cosgrove. That's her. Miranda Cosgrove. Yep. And the movie came out October 3rd, 2003, and it is... The School of Rock! Uh, that was horrible. We salute you. <laughs> so... For those of you who don't know or remember this movie, this movie is... It's about a guy. Well, actually, it has one of the coolest opening sequences ever. Because really cool. unlike with a lot of movies where it shows, you know, it shows the text on the screen, just like says, this movie produced by, this movie filmed by, it actually uses the backgrounds and the props in the movie to create the credits, which I thought was really cool because it's just very original and it has that uh, sub-music culture feel to it. If you've ever seen um, uh, Almost Famous, they have a similar uh, credit thing. It's just like, if you have a junk drawer, and then, you know, it's like they went through with all their ticket stubs and memorabilia, and then just like lay it out there in, in terms of credits. It's really awesome. Quite clever. Yeah, it has also my favorite song from the movie, which is Fight. Very good song. Yes, and it opens up where we see our main character, played by Jack Black, who looks like he's Zach Galifianakis with his <laughs> fucking beard. Yeah, and he's, he's 
passed out, and although Smell-O-Vision died in the 50s, uh, if it was around, it would probably smell like a homeless man. Yes. <laughs> Dewey Finn is playing a jam with his bandmates and at a gig, and he is rocking really hard, because he is the embodiment of rock. And his bandmates are kind of like, what the fuck are you doing, man? We want to be found out. And he's just rocking for the purpose of rocking. Yeah, he's, he's rocking it hard, and the other guys in the band, they can't rock as hard as him anymore. Nah. They, they want to, like, sell out, so that's what they want to do. So they tell him the name of their band, which is No Vacancy, and kick his fucking ass out of the, <laughs> out of the band. He's, he's almost, like, up to this point, we're thinking, oh, God, it's Van on the side of the river style. <laughs> yeah, no, he has it worse than that. He lives on the floor of his friend's apartment. Yes. His friend and his friend's girlfriend. Who is the ultimate bitch in the world? Who everyone's like, oh, she's a great actress, she's hot. No, she's, I fucking hate her, Sarah Silverman. Yes. And the friend played by Mike White. And why did they fucking hire her for shit? I mean, she's just a horrible person. Her TV show was just really fucked up, and yeah. she's just. Uh, I, there's been a couple episodes of a TV show that I've been like, okay, because I, like, some of my other friends, they like Sarah Silverman. I never fucking liked her at all. Uh, does she detract from the movie? No. You're supposed to hate her in this movie, so it actually works that she's cast in this movie. It's like, oh, Sarah Silverman, that cunt chocolate. Exactly. And she is the mean bitch girlfriend that everyone hates. She's like, you're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. And Mike White, Ned Schneeby's like, yes, dear. <laughs> okay, dear. <laughs> she's like, okay, Ned, it's time for your... Okay, Ned, it's time for the strap-on. Yes, dear. (laughs) Yeah, he's so submissive it's not even funny, and his job is that he is a sub, a substitute teacher, which apparently you need a license for. Even my card differently. Yeah, no, you really do. You're on a call list, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not a teacher personally, but we do have teacher friends who know know the deal. Yeah, they say that it's it's, it's, you got to have a license, but... For certain classes, but other classes you don't need a license. They just yeah. pick you. But yeah, those are the teachers who don't do anything. I was gonna say you shouldn't need a license to sub gym for the day. You know, it's like but, we, we had a permanent gym teacher who's an alcoholic <laughs> and sat in his office drunk all day. The true story, folks. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Uh, he probably he's probably drunk in the closet still. He's just sitting there. It's like, uh, yeah, we, we went on a uh, uh, holiday break uh, a week ago, so... What about the other teacher, the one who was the freaking old Ike? Which, oh, uh... No names, no names. Yeah, did, uh, her last name began with an H, I think. Yes. But yeah, I remember her face, and I remember how she turned the, the cuter of the female gym teachers over to the... Uh, <laughs> Side. Yes, and she was, and, and, she, and I could just hear when they were tracking. Yes, yes, run, run, my dears, run. Oh, you think you still like penis? <laughs> no, wait till you see a six-inch clit. <laughs> and then the other one with the Afro power, who just he was. That was that was from elementary school. <laughs> no, he we transferred. Did he? Yeah. What was this, Mr. Uh, he was the one he had the afro, like into the freaking like Harlem globes globetrotter style, into the beard. Yep. He was just this black guy and he had the big thick glasses on and he wore short ass gym shorts with the tall ass socks. He looked like he looked like Patrick Ewing in nineteen eighty five. 
But it was it was 1985. <laughs> he never got out of 1985. But anyway, oh god, we're old. <laughs> so either way, off of the back on to the whatever topic we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about the school of rock. We're on a school kick, so we might be going down memory lane every so often. Yes, it's, it's we're, we're actually it's a shining moment. <laughs> red rum, red rum. <laughs> so what happens is that he needs to find money, and he doesn't know what he's going to do. At one point, he says. I can't sell my guitars. Would Picasso sell his guitars? It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, that guy had something going on, at least. Jack Black, you got nothing going on, bro. You're living on the floor. His, like, bed, you know, if you call it a bed, it's just a couple of blankets and, and like, beer cans and roaches laying around. But he has the $2,000 Stratocaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got his equipment. He doesn't have his priorities, but he's got his equipment straight, man. Like, yeah, so he, 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 he's kind of got his sh- a little bit of his shit going for him. Not much, but he does. So what happens is he's looking through the one ads, and a phone call happens for Ned from this school called uh, Horse Green, which is some preparatory school in the actual Woodbury, New York. I'm like, where the Woodbury Commons is. Yes, and uh, Woodbury, New York is out in Long Island, and it's all where the rich snobby lawyers of New York City live. Yeah, so it's for the Richie Insane people, and she's looking for Ned to suck for a few days, and Dewey, in infinite intelligence, decides, I'm going to commit identity fraud! <laughs> it's like, hey, I know him better than he knows himself, let me just play him, it's, it's all good. So, yeah. So he decides to pretend to be a sub and go to the school, and then he walks into school, he's dressed up as a shaved knight, well... Yeah, he cleaned up as best he could. He, he trimmed back his mullet a little bit. Uh, he plucked his eyebrows, and I think he took half a shower. He, he may have used like conditioner only, and not shampoo or something. But anyway, he cleaned up, and he goes to the office, and he, he goes to get a job, and uh, start asking him questions about his experience, and he kind of just like dodges bullets basically this whole time. And he tells him. Uh, put my check to cash. <laughs> Not Ned Schneebly, to cash. Yeah, he like he wants to draw the line to the, the fraud that he's committing. He doesn't want to, like, uh, you know, like, commit bank fraud as opposed to just telling people he's somebody else, you know? He doesn't want a paper trail. Well, he's already good. Well, probably he... Well, we'll talk about that later. What, <laughs> what we think happened in between the gap and the epilogue. He so, would definitely be going to ass-pounding prison for endangering the welfare of all those children. <laughs> so he goes to this classroom, a fifth-grade class, and they are fucking robots. Yeah, they're they're like I don't know. They're they're second generation freaking tightwads. They're ready. To, that's what his prep school was. It's prepping them into this this conformist fascist society. Everything that Jack Black stands against. But, you know what? He's just trying to get paid, so he doesn't give a fuck at this point. And he's just kind of sleeping during class. He tells them, recess, recess. And Summer, who is played by, as we said, Miranda Cosgrove, is like, but, 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 but Mr. Stevie, he's like, just shut up, Summer. Just do this to get a star if you, you leave me alone. Let me get a snack and give me your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> give me your lunch money. So, from this point on, we have it where he's kind of chilling out one day after he's making friends with some of the teachers and he hears something and with his musically enhanced hearing he hears Muzak good Muzak <laughs> I know he's all burnt out he thought it, maybe he was hearing it in his head maybe it was like, like an echo from the, the amplifier the night before <laughs> <laughs> 
And he kind of like, like, like you know that the the video of uh, Dave Chappelle in uh, the Chappelle Show when it's got the one guy who's the the what is it called the the blue balls drink and he hears the quarter falling and he runs and knows exactly where it is. It's kind of like that where he's like, he follows the sound to the the, the music. He sees the kids can play. The kids are jamming out, man. They're fucking rocking. I mean, true, they're playing Pachelbel, but. Still, they play really well. Yeah, no, they're tight, and they're musically inclined. Jack Black didn't know this at the start, so the gears start turning. And he gets an idea, because there's this battle of the bands coming out. Of course, it's a music mo- it's a music movie, so there has to be a battle of the bands. Ta- every, music, every music movie with a driving force, there is either a giant concert at the end, or a battle of bands. That's just how it is. Yes, and only three of the movies do the protagonists lose. This being, well, one of them. Yes, well, it's... Uh, Remember the remember the ten year rule, my friend. Okay, okay, okay. So either way, so but that's not a spoiler because happy things happen at the ending. Do not worry. So either way, what happened? So, so yeah. So anyway, the 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 battle of the bands, Jack Black's old band that kicked, gave him the boot in the first scene, are pretty much headlining his battle of bands, and he's looking for revenge. So he needs to freaking the gears start turning, and he realizes he's got to mold these little monsters in the freaking satanic loving fucking death metal spewing demons to freaking to exact his revenge and since you think okay this band's gonna have 20 kids no 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 no. he's actually smart about this he picks the specific kids the, the main kids who we actually know about for the band that everyone else has different jobs like one is a roadie one is a manager who surprises she becomes very good at managing. she reads books by uh, uh, all the famous managers like Donald Trump and she becomes yeah. she becomes a ball buster like business oriented <laughs> she's all up front really really uh, a go getter you could say yeah. and then some become like the, the one gay kid in the class who <laughs> becomes a designer and he's like picking out fucking it's, polka dots and actually shit. that's one of the funniest scenes is when he's like oh it's hilarious he asks the kids what type of music they're into and they're saying all these stupid bands like so who do you like Blondie Christina Aguilera who no come on what you shortstop Puff Daddy Wrong. Billy. Liza Minnelli? What are you... You guys! This project is called Rock Band. I'm talking about bands that rock! <laughs> He's like, fine, we're going to teach you music appreciation, and then we're going to teach you history of rock, and all this stuff. He's writing it down, and he literally starts molding these kids. And, like, in the opening song, as we said earlier, literally it's like, uh, when that magic man, he come to town... Wooey, he done blown my head around. He said, recesses in session, two and two make five. And oh, baby, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> he literally opens their mind and horizon, and suddenly they are completely and utterly free. Yeah, no, they're, they're all of a sudden, they can think for themselves. They have, like, a limited, not a limited, but they have a freedom, you know? So, you know, he's handing them out CDs that, to listen to for homework, you know what I mean? And, like... He's telling him, you know, he's smart about it too. He's like, hey, listen, you guys cannot blow this for us. Uh, if you tell anyone about this, it's over. We're fucked, you know, and that's it. He's like, but if you keep it a secret and, you know, keep it mum, then we get to go to this battle of bands. This is like everything. Like, he, he brings them on to his side. They, they, he unlocks their, their love of music. Yes, and now the thing was, he has to, there's one other obstacle besides him actually hiding it from the school is that he has to convince the principal somehow to let him take them to the Battle of the Bands. He has to convince him somehow. And the principal kind of has 
Those are the hots for him, or I think so. There's a one of the other things in the in the film is that it has a lot of relationship uh, subplots. You know, it's like Jack Black with kids, Jack Black with his best friend slash roommate, and it's not in a non-sexual way. Yeah, no, no, just a relation. Yeah, and then there's there's a, a romantic interest with the principal, and then there's uh, you know the the, the the relationship between him and Summer, who's the manager, and it's just like all sorts of little relationship things, and that's one. Yeah, he, he he's gonna have to be crafty with how he how he deals with this because over time, you know, people start to ask questions and notice things, and then you know, he's, well, specifically he's, one bitchy person notices everything and screw the whole pooch for him. In Patty, Sarah Silverman's shitty character. And the thing is, at the end, do they make it to the Battle of the Bands? Do they win? Well, we spoiled that they win the Battle of the Bands, but do they get what they need? Does Dewey go to jail? Well, <laughs> does he get fucked in the ass in prison for well, the next Well, actually, years? we don't know, because it's like a year gap, so we don't know for a year gap. <laughs> he did some hard time in county, man. Yeah, this movie has a, an epilogue, which I like, and also it breaks a fourth wall in the credits, because it has a credit sequence, which, like in the old movies where you had the booper reels, it kind of has that, and I like that in this movie. So that's the plot of the movie. What about the, the music in the movie? The music made the movie because it's not typical, like, we're going to have the top ten of of, uh, of uh, Lady Gaga and yeah, it's like, Beyonce. Oh, look, hey, guys, uh, in this scene we're going to play uh, Hanson's Mbop, okay? It's not like, Mbop, bop, 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 doo-wop, <laughs> Calm down! <laughs> Seriously, this has some of the greatest bands ever from the Ramones... To Hendrix, to Iggy Pop, the the Who, and back to Led Zeppelin, the gods of rock. Actually, they had to beg Zeppelin to let them use thirty seconds of one song. Yeah, you know the immigrant song, the. That was. They had to literally beg them, beg Led Zeppelin and their representatives to let them use that. It's a great, on the DVD, that, or on, on YouTube, it's probably, you can probably look it up. But, um, you know, it's Jack Black in front of a crowd on stage, you know, he's got a guitar in his hand. And he's just like, Led Zeppelin, gods of rock, please let us use this in our movie. And then, like, the crowd's going crazy, and they sent it to him, and Zepp approved, and, and that was a feat in itself, because Zepp doesn't doesn't license their music for movies. And they, they don't license for anything. That's one of the reasons why in the Guitar Hero and Rock Band series, they're both literally begging Zeppelin to let them use their three songs, and Zeppelin's like, fuck you all! We, I bet you they're going to come up with their own game, like, here you go, Zeppelin rocks! <laughs> no. They have more respect. They like the actual, like, a lot of the musicians, if you talk about Rock Band, go on a little tangent, is a lot of them think that Rock Band is stupid because of the fact that it makes kids lazy. They think they're playing music, but in actuality, they should go out and actually learn how to play. Yeah, no, that's, I can agree with that argument. But I, However. I respect it because of the fact that it, it's like with what happened with uh, the movie Due Date. The movie Due Date has a song from Pink Floyd, Hey You. It's a little spoiler because we'll get to Due Date eventually, but what happens is that a lot of people, ever since they heard that song, they're now looking online and said, hey, what's that song, The Hey You? And they look up and they see Pink Floyd, and it's actually exposing them to new types of music, because they may have never heard of Pink Floyd before, or in this, they may have never heard of the Ramones, or Iggy Pop, or The Clash, or ACDC, and it opens up that world to them. Oh, absolutely, and that, my friend, is uh, the reason I love music so much, is because 
one thing leads to another, and it's just like an endless trail to follow and see what you like. Except country. Except country. Uh, New country. Old country could be okay. Yeah, I like the, the... There's some stuff... I can't really say that. Like, in the Fallout game, you know, the... Uh, um, New Vegas? Yeah, well, New Vegas. There's a, one of the songs... It's called I'm Moving Out, but that like that was written new by a guy down in Rockland. Um, you know, the, 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 I'll, I'll show you later. I think, in that game. No, I, I know that I know the song you're talking you know about. What I'm talking about it's like uh, I can't think. Of it right yeah, it's the one which had the, re- the where they repeat the that's the main song, the one they repeat the phrase every so often. Yeah, I think so. Um, where it's just like no, no, no. I'll, I'll put I'll, it. I'll put in the actual yeah, song move. here. Here's here's a segment of the song from it, so you could chill to it. Yeah, but and then like that that's written by a guy. That lives not so far from us. Like I thought that was an old, like a Hank Williams type song. So I did the Google search, found out, put it in, and downloaded it. Now I have it, and I love it. And now I can actually go out and see this guy because he lives within driving distance. And you know his stuff was featured in a video game. But that, anyway, that's just what I love about music is the fact that you can literally search and go from one thing to the next and see what you like. And yeah, it's just, it's just all sorts. You just from one thing you go to something else, something else, and that's the way it works out. And it really is cool. And especially with a lot of you who are my fans who listen, who remember my little segment from last year, the supplemental, the fifty best anime opening closings of all time. A lot of people love that, and you send me emails about it because it opens you up to J-pop because a lot of you never heard of it before, and you find this stuff by the other bands. Like a lot of people, a lot of my fans, would email me about pornography. They have twelve albums or uh, fake. Fake no one's ever heard of them. They speak all English. It's all English albums. They're really good. But again, we're getting on... Well, it's not a tangent because this no, is about music. No, we're so, absolutely talking about music. and That's the whole spirit of this movie is music. Yeah, it is, it is, a, it is a Mike White's love letter to rock and just music itself. And it's well done as opposed... It's not a musical like with certain movies, but it has that spirit to it. Oh, it definitely does. It has a free form... You know, it's a... It's a relationship piece. Uh, it's a coming of age type story. Uh, it's, it's Jack Black with a bunch of kids, and you know he's the kind of versatile actor. At this point in his career, this is the kind of thing that he had the ability to do. He pulled it off, and you know the rest is history. No, it yeah. made like a hundred million or more worldwide. Yes, it made Almost. a grand total of a hundred and thirty-one million worldwide, and only eighty-one domestic. That's not bad. That's actually really. Really and the good. budget was thirty five, so it doubled its money at least. Yeah, it made yeah doubled its money, made made a lot of people famous, and you know what? It's good for them. Yes, very true. And supposedly there's rumors that there is a sequel. We there Jack Black though is very against. He's like how Jim Carrey is with sequels. It's very I don't want to do it because I like playing the character, but I don't want to revisit the character. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got got to be captured once. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jack Black, I mean. It's Jack Black all the time, you know what I mean? But, like, he... I don't see how... This movie was wrapped up in a nice, neat little package. Anything else after this would be, like, fucking cash cow status, you know? It's yeah, like true. And, laughing all the way to the bank. And this movie was surprisingly very well rated. It actually won awards for a lot of stuff, including, well... It was nominated for Golden Globe for that year, but it lost to Bill Murray in Lost in Translation, which, part of me, I don't see it as a comedy, though. It's definitely not a comedy. That's, I felt, that was I felt like killing myself. That was like that about Schmidt. It was a very depressing thing. He's a comedian in a, in a co- drama, so. Yeah, it's like watching the, the sad clown. It's like, well, he's still a clown. It's still fucking sad, you know? Yeah. Oh. So, either way. Either way. Let's get off. Let's get off this topic, because, well, so... For those of you who don't know, we have a five-point rating in our our show. 
that's what makes it a little bit as opposed to people who say hey I'm going to give this three thumbs up or I'm going to give this one dick up or I'm going to give this five stars or three stars we actually use phrases so we have five phrases and that's how we rate our movies now the first one the lowest one which means that this movie is irredeemable is crappy it sucks mostly like Pluto Nash <laughs> which is protest outside your local red box in an effort to have people not rent this reprehensible piece of shit. This movie is a lot better than that. The next one is There is One Redeeming Factor. This is a lot better than that. And that rating, our second rating, is have it in the background while watching porn. Now, you could do that with this. You could have this playing in the background just for the music purposes. But it's got a little bit more oomph than that. Just a little bit. Yeah, well, or you could have it on in the background... While having sex, making porn, let's say. Like a you could do that, no, especially with, with a lot of the ACDC songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this is a soundtrack. But, you know, if, 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 you're, if your girl or guy or whoever you're with gets turned on by, you know, comedies featuring ensemble cast of kids, then you might want to uh, call your local police department and um, have that person to jail. Very true. And the next one is the rating I'm going to give this, which is our middle of the ground rating, and that is worth watching in theaters or on DVD once. I mean, I don't own this movie, but I like this movie. I remember it. It's memorable, but it wasn't really super awesome. That's what I give it. It was good, but it wasn't great. The soundtrack, on the other hand, I will give our highest rating. What would you give? Yeah, I actually kind of agree with you. Uh, soundtrack... Uh Solid four, four and a half. Uh, so bought from a friend and told me there's eternal software candy of your choice? Yeah, yeah. The five pound gummy bear uh, would be uh, my choice. But uh, the movie, here's my, the only gripe I really have. It's a solid movie. It was well written. It's The, the kids are fucking great. They did a great job. Um, it's more on Jack Black. Jack Black is, he obviously makes this movie. Um, but here's the thing. I love Jack Black, old Jack Black, freaking butt baby from HBO Jack Black. They're tripping on the desert. Him and Kyle Gass from Tenacious Day, they're tripping on the, in the desert on LSD. And then, like, Jack Black's going through this whole crazy trip in his mind, and you see it, like, there's gargoyles, and freaking the sky's going crazy. And then Kyle morphs into a giant purple baby, and then you find out that, dude, this isn't LSD, it's EPT. And he's like, what? And then he, Jack Black pops out of the trip and he's like totally normal. He's like, dude, it says you're pregnant. And he goes, oh. And then fucking Kyle Gass starts giving birth to a butt baby and he's squirting shit all over the place. Gets it in Jack Black's face and they pull out a, a dirty poo-covered butt baby. And then they, they're like petting it. So that's, that's, like, that's a Jack Black I love. Uh, tenacious D, all that kind of crude behavior and language uh, because obviously I'm a very crude person but this is like PG it's him coming you know making making his move in his career in order to get you know fat paychecks from kid friendly organizations like Nickelodeon which isn't a bad thing you know you gotta suck the, the man's dick to get paid you know <laughs> we got no qualms about that everybody does it you know but I mean I'm just saying Three and a half with a fucking rock and power slide is what I give this film. Yeah, no, it's he it was really muted in this, really muted, and just he could have done so much more with it. But oh well, Jack Black, even though you were muted in this and you were a, a weird 
bow tie, even though you defend the bow tie in the movie, you could have done better. And the fact that you're thinking about doing a sequel, that's questionable. But that'll be a horrible. It might be good, but anyway. So let's get off this topic. Let's get into something a little more intriguing now. Yes. Someone sent us a, a little bit of a message. Mr. Big Rick. Yes, Big Rick is back. He's back on the forum. Big Rick, we called him out and he fucking came running. He did not disappoint. After doing whatever he was doing for months. <laughs> He's, I don't know. I think he, he was building a... A, a kid dungeon. <laughs> no, no, no. He admitted no the old form. He didn't touch. He didn't like kids. He likes other things. <laughs> he likes fluffy things. Maybe gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, Gere, oh god. Anyway, go in the hose. Climb until it gets soft and moist. <laughs> Either way, he asks us. He's been asking us to review a certain movie, a movie which, well, honestly, I if I went to a store and I offered to buy it, well. They would look at me weird, or they'd sell it to me, and then send me a bunch of shit in the mail saying, Hey, buy this too. Buy this too. Hey, if you like this, you might like this. Exactly. It's kind of, what the fuck? And this movie is Debbie Does Dallas. And also, I don't even know if you can get a hold of it anymore, not on VHS. Yeah, uh, well, it's like a novelty. It's like, oh, Debbie Does Dallas. I remember when I was fucking five years old, before I knew what porn was, I heard kids talking about this movie. Um, and it was like, <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> but, like, you know, it was a big joke. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we've all heard of it, and I've heard it's the mildest of all pornographies. And I hate to say I admit this, and some of you are like, we're not allowed to listen. We're under 18. Well, the fact is, he's been bugging us about it. So, for your consideration, what we're going to do eventually, because it's somewhere on my hard drive, is that many years ago. Many years ago. Me- actually, it was 10 more, years ago. 11 more, years ago. It was 11 years ago. For my 18th birthday, Deke, Cal, Corrado, the infamous JT, and several other people decided they were going to throw me a surprise, uh, not a surprise, a hangout party overnight. And what happened was that we decided to record using, I was, see, I was podcasting even back then. I told you, we were podcasting all the way back then, before podcasts even came around. This is what we So we had a recording of this party, and so what we're going to do is we're going to get I already uploaded it on here, just somewhere hidden. Okay. I'm going to find it, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit out, because we actually were doing commentary for an adult film. <laughs> an adult film uh, starring quite a few freaks. Uh, <laughs> I remember there was a lady, she had multiple clits and an extra nipple. Uh, there was two old fat lesbians, and... The most infamous scene with the fucking Elvises. Oh, yeah, oh, the fucking Elvises! I forgot about that. that uh-huh. There's a five Elvis gangbang, um, and there's also uh, this woman takes out her teeth and gives her fat, bald plumber uh, husband a blowjob. Uh, that was pretty shocking. And just to let you know, if you are listening, and you're an adult. We did cover this beforehand. We did say there was adult language in mature situations, so we're covered. Yes, you can't say, "Oh my God, little Billy." He heard all about the toothless blowjob. <laughs> no, sorry. We covered that shit. Our asses are fucking clean. But still, just in case, we're this is going to be a specific adult-only episode, and it's going to be a supplemental episode, actually, which is going to be released with our episode 69. Ooh, excellent. excellent in order choice. to get this, I'm going to release it on air, but in order to get it, it's not going to be on the feed. You're going to have to actually email Zan ah. for the link. Emails and for the link. Okay. And you have to prove that you're over 18 by... We're going to ask you a question which someone over the age of 18 could know. 
Yes, or you just send us nudie pics and we will be okay. Unless oh. you're a guy. Over age of 18. Over the age of 18. <laughs> well, actually, over the age of consent in this country. <laughs> yes, and you have to be an adult. You cannot know. Under no circumstances. You know what? Don't even listen to me. Listen, just... We'll, we have a question for you. We'll know you're, you're either 18 or you're fucking 17 or younger, so... We know all. We are fucking amazing. Yes. So, that's for episode 69A, which is a supplemental for the Sparkin movie review. And, also, we have a contest coming up. Ooh, contest. I love contests. Yes. Officially, we are giving up on the... Well, not yet, but we're going to soon give up on that, because no one has emailed me about... The Neil Patrick Stewart with his black man servant in his masterpiece theater style, reading a manga with a picture of the major from Ghost in the Shell and Police Girl from Helsing. No one has drawn that picture yet, and I'm surprised because we have a huge box of fucking manga for you, but so either way. I see the huge box of manga. There's a lot of it in there. And you guys don't care, so either way, here's the new contest. It's actually what we're going to do is if you have Skype and you're willing to be on there, the prize is you're going to be on an episode. You're going to help us with this episode. And it's going to be a supplemental for the movie review. Another supplemental. And this one is for the top ten crazy vehicles of movies. Now you're probably wondering, what do I mean by crazy vehicles? I'm not talking about vehicles like in episode ten with Cannibal Run. Those are just vehicles which were kind of modified and they just had like, you know, they had Nitro or whatnot. Or like in Fast and Furious. It's like, okay, this is a Subaru. and I got Vin Diesel's Honda Civic from Fast and Furious 7, man. No, 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 sorry, no, no. that shit ain't gonna fucking cut it, bro. We want unique and intriguing vehicles, and specifically, we want you to explain it in three sentences or more at sparkinggmail.com what you think it is. Now, it can be any vehicle possible as long as you can. So, it can be a submarine, it could be a car, it could be a ship, as long as you can give us reasons why it is awesome vehicle. Like, for example, from you can't copy this because I'm going to say this, even though I'm pretty sure. Well, may, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we should. Maybe we should just see what people say. I would rather rather than. Well, I don't a, know. You can, you can give you're, an you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We shouldn't give an example, but it should be at least four sentences. At least one. What it is. Where it was from. So we know what the hell it looks like. And we get a screen grab of it, and why you think it's an awesome vehicle. For example, the from which <laughs> which had a bunch of. And some totally kick-ass... Yeah, exactly. Like that. It should... You just can't say, I like this vehicle because it's funny and I love the movie. And I love the color tan. No, no, no. You gotta put a reason why. And you can even put down your favorite scene with this in it. Yeah, give us a description. Tell us what you like. We'll all... You know, Zan's gonna forward them to me and I'll... I'm looking... I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, I'm looking to be entertained. I want to agree with your list, and I want to vote for you. And I have certain political swing with Zan, seeing as I am on the podcast with Zan weekly almost now. So, um, yeah, just make us laugh. Make us laugh. Make us be just gut-wrenching funny. Or amaze us with something completely. Now, this one is a vehicle which I won't approve of, but this one is one that I would definitely say you could choose if you're able to, to wow us. And that vehicle is, well, I'm not going to count it, but... Heart of Gold from 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Even though the movie was not, well, we're going to get to that movie eventually in episode 42. Ironically. Okay. But the Does it necessarily have to be movies or it could be based on the book? Because the one based on the book is pretty fucking awesome the way they describe it. Very true. The improbability drive and etc. Yes, the heart of, exactly, the heart of gold. It's the improbability drive and the way it was depicted was well done in the movie. Even though that wasn't how he designed the ship, the way it moved was hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Brilliant scene. But my point is that you have to be able to just wow. So it could be a book, but if it's from a book, send us a picture. So we know what the hell you're talking about. You could just say, like, this is the, the, the car from Death Race 4000, and just a huge text block. I'm like, there's no picture of it. Or, like, the vehicles from Liege Killer. They're all these very unusual books, but you gotta give us a reason. Okay? Ten vehicles from movies or books or manga. You can even use manga. And just to let you know, first come, first serve. If someone says something, and then you send it later... Unless you are able to wow us with a better description than that person, we're gonna say, yeah, this vehicle is already chosen. Okay, so it's a and then so it's a competition. So you got, yeah, you got to beat out these other podcasts, and you don't want freaking the creature Fred in the corner, you know, picking his toenails. His name was Chongo. Uh, Chongo Fred. It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> Get away from me, you freak! Don't touch the leather. <laughs> All right, now go back in your cage. Oh, God, it smells. So, anyway, it's a competition. You want that freaking scumbag beating you out, do you? No. Get on it. Email us right now. Stop. You're, you're at a computer. Hopefully, well, maybe not. You're at, you could be on your iPod. Or Zoom. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if you have access to a napkin and a, a, a crayon, then jot some notes down. And yep. when you get back to us, you know. Get, Let us know. Remember, right spirekin at gmail.com, or you can call us at 206-350-8462, or easier yet, we'll make a thread in the form, spirekin.darkbb.com, which says, in our contest section, it'll say, top 10 vehicles competition. Now, to make it fair, because some people are going to say, it's not fair that the, the co-hosts get to choose. Well, um... We're going to make it so that we cannot, on the forum or in thing, write down something. We can moderate about it, we can make notes about it, comments, but we cannot put something down. So, yeah. either way, just check out the thread and we won't comment and, well, we'll just leave comments about what we think about how cool it is, how awesome it is, if it was used before in an email, so on and so forth. So, either way, let's remember you can check us out at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at zanatspirekin.com deke.spirekin at gmail.com or spirekin at gmail.com and let's get on with it because I know you've been waiting for it when we're talking about that one that only the dodecahedron of movies movies now for those who don't know the dodecahedron is a 12 sided dice if you've never listened to this podcast before you won't know what it is if you've listened to it you know the entire spiel so long story short we have 9 movies plus 3 gimmick rolls Deke is going to roll, and whatever number it lands on, that's reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Movie Review. So, rock and roll, Deke. We got the list, though? Yes, we got the list right here. Okay. Come on, no whammy, no whammy. Number four, which is going to be a movie starring Ed O'Neill. <laughs> I think this is, a, this is a good sign, actually. Especially because of the fact that our next episode is the... Thanksgiving. Bobo, bobo. Yes, Thanksgiving episode. Yes, and this movie is awesome. It's different. And also that douchebag who's in, who plays an asshole in every single movie plays the antagonist in the movie. What the hell is that guy's name? I don't remember. It's been so long. Like, I, I, we actually have to... Let us look up on the wiki. 
We may actually have to find this in a, like a Walmart. DVD actually, thing. Zorro has it. Really? He's got it. You know Ooh. he has it. Where is it? Uh, aha! Starring Ed O'Neill. And what is that douchebag's is name? That it oh, is. Oh, it's written by John Hughes. Ah, uh, Christopher McDonald. Oh yeah, Wait, fucking from Happy Gilmore, the guy who eats little pieces of shit for breakfast. Yes, yes, yes. I hate this guy so much. He's such a prick. He is a dickhole. Every movie he's in, he is bad in. The only movie he was okay in was. Uh... I tell you what, though, guy, can, guy has a repertoire, man. He's a good villain. That's the main thing. He's a good villain. That's it. He's he's just villain. Everything he's just villain, 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 villain. He has never played a protagonist ever. He's always perfect storm. I didn't know that. Yeah, but he was he was an antagonist who got killed. Oh yeah, and he was in Requiem for a Dream as the fucking douchebag talk show guy. Yeah, he just plays and SLC Punk. He was a cool dad in that movie. Okay, well, but for the most part, he plays an asshole. Yeah, no, he's he's like born to look like an asshole. All right. So either way. So, next episode, we're going to be reviewing Dutch. That's kind of cool. It's better than an original role. And it's a great... It's a Thanksgiving movie, so it'll fit our theme perfectly. And Very uh, true, and so... a very special episode. Very true. So, without further ado... My name is Deke. It's been a pleasure, as always. Uh, love to hear from you, and thanks, Art Foley. I'll just give a special shout-out to you. My favorite quote of the film was... I just decided to give up on myself and become a teacher, because those that can't do teach and those that can't teach teach gym and this is zan for spire can we review thanks for listening and my favorite quote from school of rock is and we don't use corporal punishment here okay so just verbal abuse thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye
unless I hear a gut-busting drum solo from Freddy Take It Away. Rock ain't about doing things perfect. Who can tell me what it's really about? Frankie. Uh, scoring chicks? No, no. See, no. Eleni? Getting wasted. No, come on, no. Leonard. Sticking it to the man? Yes, but you can't just say it, man. You gotta feel it in your blood and guts. If you wanna rock, you gotta break the rules. 
You gotta get mad at the man. And right now I'm the man. That's right, I'm the man. And who's got the guts to tell me off? Huh? Who's gonna tell me off? Shut the hell up, Schneebly. That's it, Freddy. That's it. Who can top him? Get out of here, stupid ass. <laughs> yes, Alicia! You're a joke. You're the worst teacher I've ever had. Summer, that is great. I like the delivery because I felt your anger. Thank you. You're a fat loser and you have body odor. All right. All right. <laughs>